Uh, as far as this one, a lot of horses like to do their best running on or near the lead. That's going to set up for the ones that can maybe not our dead last, like Red Route 1, but that are sitting two, three, four off of it, get that first run. Um, yeah, it's going to set up pretty well. But there are a couple of flyers in here, aren't there? There are a couple where it's like, uh-oh, these might be good horses. All right, Gabe. Yep. Thank you for setting yep. that one up for me. Well, what a setup, Gabe. Thank Keep you. it up for me because I was ready to roll. I was, yeah. I'm ready to talk about this. There were these two racing dudes named Aaron and Jared Who had advice on racing and they wanted to share it Started a website where players go to see all their picks The goal was make the fans some money and to cut down the risk They put the plan into motion and at first it seemed silly Make a website where the expert picks are freer than Willie From a racetrack veteran to just a beginner There's one place that you want to go to find you a winner As a matter of fact, I want to hit the exacta There's only one site that you'll keep coming back to So next time that the horses all line up at the post Make sure you use the Website that'll win you the most. Whether Churchill, Oakland, Goldstream Parks, and Matoga, and all tracks in between, there's only one side to go to. When it comes to your racing needs and all of your bets, plus it's got a catchy name that no one ever forgets. RacingDudes.com for all of your needs. RacingDudes.com for all of your leads. RacingDudes.com for all of your bets. RacingDudes.com as good as it gets. RacingDudes.com for all of your needs. RacingDudes.com for all of your leads. RacingDudes.com for all of your Bets, racingdudes.com, as good as it gets. What is up, Welcome It's Thursday, March 2nd, and this is Bligger's Office. Up, man. I thought last show was our retirement party, but we're back. I, th- <laughs> I, I mean, honestly, when I thank goodness we have a good weekend of racing because when I started to go through this, I was like, this is a this is kind of a downer versus last week. <laughs> Yeah, no, we're we're back though, and actually, it's uh, for content. It's a lot better as far as the racing goes this weekend. You can't ask for much more when it comes to horse racing. This is about as good as as it gets. So we shall see, man. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to learn a lot. I have a feeling uh, this weekend. Oh, my my uh, my partner says hi. Um, yeah, pterodactyl back there is what it sounded like <laughs> yeah. to me. He's in there watching Avengers Endgame. So at the end, sure. so I'm sure he's all fired up. Yeah, we uh, but no, you're right. I mean, it definitely feels like we're finally. um, Well, I say that knock on wood. Surely, right? We can find something out this weekend. I, I, we've, and honestly, it could be the, it could be the best or the worst. um, If Forte doesn't fire, because it's just we keep saying, you know, where's Forte? Obviously, we found out. You know, Cave Rock is definitely not at least Derby. You know, did not get transferred. Still with Baffert, so it definitely seems like Forte is the horse left, so to speak, that we don't necessarily know about. Um, and what, what meaning, like what he's going to be? Um, that's the one, and we'll find out on Saturday. And so, if he can come back and run huge and run kind of really just ran run when he was running as a two year old, then you can kind of steady the ship a little bit and say, okay, like maybe this isn't the best class, but he's really good. If he doesn't win, if he runs poor, then I don't know. Yeah, neither does uh, neither does Cooper. Uh, listen, it, it's going to be really interesting because there are some hotbed horses, I would say, in that San Felipe as well that could jump up, and we're like, damn, that's a good horse too. So, kind of the like you said, the last mysteries are going to get solved, uh, you know, and then the uh, this week, and then maybe next week, Tap and Trice. We'll talk about that a lot, you know, next week. But he's still a kind of a mystery as far as stakes company, but. We got two weeks here where the you know quote unquote what's this horse going to do? Who's this horse going to be is solved. 
And then we're in the last round of preps. And then there really isn't that quote unquote mystery horse that comes around. It's just like, okay, this is their last chance. Let's see what they do before the Derby. So these weekends are just as big as say the last two weekends coming up as far as now we got to find out who's going to be in those preps and what that's going to look like. But it's all eyes on Forte for sure. You know, I'm, I'm buried the lead there a little bit, but yeah, it is all eyes on Forte. We've got to see what he comes back like. He's not facing what I would describe as an amazing field, but I don't think it's terrible. I think if he isn't, a, you know, if he peaked too soon or if he isn't what he used to be, he's going to get beat. And so that's kind of, that's kind of a cool thing too. He's not facing a walkover. Well, yeah. And, um, Kind of what to your point, you 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 said a little bit there where it's like this weekend and next weekend. I mean, I think the Gotham we can agree is maybe not necessarily not necessarily one that we're gonna be super excited about no matter what happens. Yeah. Um, but the other two today or this weekend, and to your point, next weekend with Tapa Trice, like you have three races that could produce like we have, you know, we've been like, I know you and I both rank uh, our top 10 and, you know, and stuff. And it's like, it's just so hard, right? It's not even like hard to rank. It's hard. It's almost impossible to rank 10, but even five, top five, you're like, well, okay. I mean, I guess I'll keep, Tap and Trice keeps falling further, like inside my top five, just because like, I don't have anyone else to, to put there. So these next three races, you know, the Tampa Bay Derby and then the two big ones on Saturday are going to, could legitimize legitimize like real top five horses you know re- like forte obviously uh tapa trice if it's you know if it's hijazi or if it's you know goes go rocket ride or whoever it is in that like you said there are some horses in that san felipe that definitely could you could feel like could be legit legit so it definitely feels like these next you know next week and this next 10 days are going to be huge for the derby trail yeah, I mean, there's just no way around it. I mean, you it, we're we're out of time. I mean, now it's like you got to make your impact now, or you can forget it. And so that's just it. And that's what happened to Cave Rock. He's out of time, and they just said that's the end yeah. of it. Forget about extra Nahel. Forget about Loggins. Forget about all those horses. It's done. This is the time you got to be running right now. It's the horses that have been running, or the ones that are coming up the next couple of weeks. Those are gonna be your Derby winners. And so that's the fun of it. And you know that coming in, you know. Time's up, and now we got to see what you're made of. So uh, here it is, and it's right in front of us. We've been waiting forever for for Forte. The wait seemed longer than it really was because we just didn't have anybody else to really kind of talk about because nobody was really making impacts. But here it is. He's got to come back, and he's got to run well. If he doesn't, you know, he's in trouble, and you got to look elsewhere if you're looking at Derby, uh, uh, you know, your top Derby horse. Well, let's let's talk a little bit about the – why we're so um concerned about you know producing something here you were there last week at oakland park for the rebel give us your thoughts uh confidence game of course springs the upset and you know shocker we have another upset yeah um you know nothing really uh you know i i guess seems like the you know the brad cox horses like just never really ran a step uh the yaffert horse ran pretty well considering but still wasn't a lot to get super excited about um what do you make of that is it in just another moment where you're just like yep i don't another one i don't know what to do with i i mean as far as moving forward you can't make anything of anything that happened at oakland that the track was just atrocious and some horses didn't run on it 
Uh, some horses did. Every race was kind of oddly run, and it was just because they were literally running in a puddle of, of mud. I mean, there was standing water on the track. You don't see that often, uh, if at all. And I, I have a feeling if you lined up and run them today over a track that's good at Oakland, you might get a different result. And if you run it over a fast track, you might get another different result. I think confidence game really took to the track. I think he ran a very much improved race, so give him credit for that. I think Red Route 1 is exactly who we thought he was, and he did it again. And then you got Reincarnate, who just got out of the gate really slow. Didn't really have an excuse. He just got out of the gate slow and got left. And so, but he still ran okay. The two Cox horses verifying, uh, you know, Giant Mischief. I didn't really feel like Giant Mischief took to the track much. Verifying ran a really weird race. I mean, I don't think anybody's very good in this race, to be honest, but the track conditions make it almost impossible to know what's going to happen with these horses going forward. Oh, I think you're muted, Magic. Sorry. Yeah, Magic. Go. I'm over here typing away. No, actually, <laughs> I believe my my kid. I'm trying to keep it as as quiet as I can on my end. Um, yeah. No. Uh, yeah, you knew that the track was going to be an issue, and then as soon as soon as the effort, you know, didn't break, you thought, well, that's you know, that's over. And uh, I don't know, like into you know, Gabe, like Gabe said, like I mean, that's the thing. Like even though they're not good they're we're going to continue to get these horses in the gate um just based off of who else is going to finish you know confidence game we talked a little bit about him last week on the show just about a horses that could run underneath that we thought you know have would have a chance and i mean he ran really well um really showed that uh he was better than he was last time and then red route one i think he's the one out of everybody that you at least like he's one of his he's a weird horse because like do i think he can win the derby absolutely not do I think he's in the Derby? Like he's good enough to run in the Derby? He should be. Yeah. Like he just is like a horse. He 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 brings it every time. I ranked him fifth. You want to know why? Why? I know exactly what he's going to do every time. Yeah. There's no question marks with him. And right? can you say that about very many of these other ones? No, you can't. I, there's a couple, sure. That's it's been consistent. They're still very lightly raced. So this horse, I know exactly what I'm going to get out of him. So I'll put him fifth. I mean, I I have no interest in betting him to win the Kentucky Derby, but he does this every time. And honestly, if he was going to win one, feel like he just missed the opportunity. I think that was his spot. He ran well enough. But look at that. I mean, look how far back he is. Like he, he just he has he, zero speed early in these races. He has the least amount of speed I've ever seen from a horse that actually runs well every time. <laughs> he's, got, off, I mean, he's not even in the picture. At this two point. races in a row. He's off the, he's off the screen and he forget he's even in it. And he comes it, flying. I mean, he ran a night. He ran huge late. Like, he was he's flying. 10 behind the second best or the second <laughs> horse or the second to last horse. He's 10 behind him. Yeah. If, if they could ever just get him to make that kind of move and be, last but not last by 10 it might help but evidently he just doesn't fire unless they take him way out of it like this i mean he's like we're we're turning for home and he's there he is finally there he is and i'm I'm sitting next to shoddy who had red route one and, and kelby who bet red route one in this race and they're like look at him flying it's unbelievable but it's like he can't sustain that like he he had to fly to get into second to last, you know? <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, anyway. Carnate got hammered there. Like, I think yeah. he he 
maybe could have got second here. I don't think he, I don't think in any world he would have won. No. Um, I thought he ran well considering, you know, the, the positives. I'll try to paint a positive picture for him is he did something. He was doing a lot of things for the first time. Yeah. You know, he came off or, you know, whether it be his fault or not, he, he was off the lead. He was on a muddy track. He was, he shipped all those things and he still fired late. There is something to be said about that. To your point, like at least he fired something, you know, he didn't just like get behind horses and just quit like a bunch of horses did in that race. However, and I think Samich said it a little bit, we were talking about it on the live show. Like he kind of created the issue himself because he wasn't fast enough early in the race and, and he got, put back and so i i that's the concern if he got pinched out of the gate and nailed and then you know what i mean but it just felt like he just wasn't fast enough to get to the lead you said it when i was live at the track and you know how it is when you're at the track you can't see a replay you can't see shit you just look up they run by and you're like why is reincarnate third to last you know and you're like oh god and so you assume well he stumbled or he got something happened so when we were at dinner that night we were like you know we hadn't looked at it still it's like yeah reincarnate probably the one you want out of that despite a horrible trip for him, like his expected trip versus the trip he got ran so well. It's like, yeah, he, and he, and you, it's like, yeah, he was really coming at you, you know, towards the end as well. He wasn't quitting. Then you watch the replay and it's like, Oh no, like nothing really happened to him. He's got out broke. And it's like, well, if he can't break fast, then he's going to, that's going to happen to him no matter what. So look, maybe the, Here's the deal. They're preps, right? They're preps for the big one. So maybe they learned when those gates open, shove the shit out of him out of that gate, and maybe he'll break a little sharper, you know, and maybe that's what they learned from this one. To me, he's the one, if he would have been in your your position you thought he would be in, he probably would have won. Yeah. Yeah, and it oh. sounds like uh, the acting um, said right after, like, you know, like they plan on coming back. So didn't, uh, didn't yeah. discourage him too much. And then also you think maybe – you know, the track adds an intrigue to it that you just yeah. don't know if he didn't like it, if he, you know what I mean? Uh, or, so you definitely does. I do, I agree with the idea. Like, I don't think you're completely off of him at this point. No, I think, I think you definitely go into the next race pending where it is and pending who's in it and all that that goes into it. But just in a general sense or general, general thought, you go into the next race and you, you see him in it and you're like, well, let's take a look at what's going to happen here because he, he ran pretty well considering even though he caused his own trouble, at least he did make up for it because up the backstretch, I just thought, well, we won't hear his name again. Yeah, no. And he ran tremendous. And like I said, he, at one point he turned the corner and you kind of not hopeful, but you kind of thought he's going to be okay here. And he was, he was okay. Yeah. Well, you know, I was watching it, watching it on, on this, on TV and, so I, I knew that he didn't have any, it didn't look like he had any issues. And so I immediately yeah. was like, well, there, that didn't work. You know, like that's, you know, so I was surprised whenever they turned for home and I said, Oh my, he's coming. Like here he, he's, he's coming. Um, you knew real quick, he wasn't going to catch confidence game, but yeah, he's still like, I, I was, I was very surprised that he, I mean, I would have more at that point. I was like, well, he's just, didn't like the track and whatever, yeah. and it's just not going to happen today. So, yeah, to me, that there is something to be said because you look at, you know, the Cox horses. You looked at, you know, in the fairgrounds race, victory formation. You look at um, the horses that he had uh, 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 in this one, like 
It was the, the one horse. What was uh, verifying yeah, giant mischief? Yeah, yeah. Like, like they just literally never did. I, I think giant mischief is a is a one turn yeah. type horse. Seems like he got a pretty good trip and did nothing. And verifying ran the weirdest race of all. He was up there, then he lost a bunch of links on the turn, and then he came running again. I don't know what I don't know. They ran. Brad, Brad acted like he hated. Like he's just like he was. He hated the track the whole time. And there, so, I'm gonna tell you something. There's a lot of horses that hated that track. A Max Player about fell down on the track earlier in the day, and we thought he got hurt. And then we watched it back. He's like, no, he literally rounded the turn and slipped. So uh, it's it's just a situation where th- that track was one of the worst I've ever seen. And I've seen sloppy tracks. I that's not. This is not new. The track at Oakland's Friday and Saturday, both, dude, it was bad. And what happened was it rained all day Friday and all night, Friday night into Saturday morning. And then right before the races, it stopped. And it just became like a, like a baseball field that you would drive by and that's taken rain for three days. Just puddles everywhere, and it's just a mess. And there was nothing you could do with it. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, and it was damp and cold, and it was just like awful. But it was one of the worst weather weekends I've ever experienced at, at Oakland. Great weekend, but weather was bad. Well, all right, to that point, I think knock on wood, it is raining and storming here, but I do believe we are going to have good weather. Um, mm-hmm. we are heading to South Florida and we are heading to LA. Um, so we all we have to go to New York too. But the other two should maybe the weather is gonna be nice. So we'll go to today's show where we preview three, not one, not two, but three 50-point Kentucky Derby prep races. Uh the 400k fountain of youth at Goldstream Park, of course, featuring the return of Forte, uh, the 400k San Felipe at Santa Anita, and the three hundred thousand dollar Gotham Stakes at Aqueduct. Let's go. Time for the Derby Prep Saturday Bonanza. But first, make sure you go to RacingDudes.com, get the all-inclusive 20-page wagering guide to the 2023 Fountain Buttes. On March 4th, this Saturday, Goldstream Park features analysis and uh, uh, stakes analysis of all nine stakes on the card, including the $400,000 Fountain of Youth. You get bonus race race analysis, betting suggestions, multi-race plays for the entire card. You're also going to get included in that the Gotham Stakes and the San Felipe Stakes. All that is included. So 11 stakes total that we're going to cover in that race, as well as top four consensus picks from all 11 stakes races uh, from the entire team at RacingDudes.com. It's available right now. We've already got it posted. uh, 20 pages, RacingDudes.com. Make sure you go get your hands on that. Uh, right after you end the show. All right. And they're off in the phasing Tipton Fountain of Youth. Let's go to the main event of the weekend. And the reason it's the main event is because it features the main horse that we, we want to see come back. Number four, Forte, leads race 14, the Fountain of Youth Stakes on Saturday at Goldstream Park. It's a grade two or 400K for three-year-olds going a mile and 16th. And it is a derby prep. All these are 50, 20, 15, 10, and 5. Obviously, Forte already has points, but this obviously would certainly secure him. Um, even a second place would secure him. Uh, but, you know, you really get second in here for some of these other ones, assuming that Forte is going to win. And uh, they've got a chance. And so we sit here. And, and that's the thing, too, about this weekend. All huge fields, you know, all yeah. great fields. Very good betting races. Even a race like this that does feature a horse like Forte at 7-5. to five. You've got Blazing Sevens in here making his return as well. you got Mage. It's like, it is interesting. Rocket Can, of course, coming off um, 
the win last time out. You got General Jim, who looked really good on the undercard that day. Uh, there's Cyclone Mischief. Maybe you think he's going to rebound. There's plenty of options in here. Yeah, that's the thing about this race. It's so nice, Halterman, is you, even if you don't want to play the chalk, you've got options. Yeah, you do. You do. And even, uh, even you know, a horse that Forte's beaten a couple times, still kind of interesting, number six, Blazing Sevens. Everybody and their brothers known Forte's coming to this race, and Chad Brown sends, sends Blazing Sevens into this race as well. So that that kind of that kind of tells me, hmm, that's interesting. He must think this horse is doing really well and is progressing. So uh, we'll see what happens with this. I, I think it's still Forte's race to lose. Uh, he was able to beat Blazing Sevens pretty easily and, and every time they face. So I think he'll still be able to do that. A lot of people are on the seven, but we'll see. This is a whole different level and a whole different ball game for the seven mage. We'll see what happens there. Rocket Can did not run all that well. And neither did or did not run all that fast in the Holy Bull. Neither did Shadow Dragon. So I still kind of think it's Forte's to lose here. I think they're all going to have to elevate to him, even if he hasn't improved much. I still think he his two year old form is going to be good enough to win in this spot. Yeah, and, and uh, just I saw that too, Michael. Just as you said that, I pulled it up. Doesn't sounds like he missed some days of training. For the Fountain of Youth says uh, he's had a little cough. He's back in training. They're not sure, so we'll see if he's gonna, they're going to run him or not. But that's a bummer because General Jim was a horse that looked so good uh, last time out. And you know, you and I were both a little critical of like, man, they should have ran that horse in the stakes, right, or in the the prep, right? Yeah. Um, that day probably could have stole that thing from Rocket Can because obviously he was not overly impressive, uh, although he did still uh, win. So yeah. I'm kind of with you. I look, you know, obviously I, I, as people know, and I would tell everyone to do is like, anytime you have a horse like this, like Forte, I immediately go through and like, all right, how, and I think playing tournament stuff has helped us as well. Like how, I'm, how do I beat him? You know, who I'm just not even using him. Like, let me look at these other horses. And then finally you go to Forte and it's like, he's just a standout. Um, you, the one horse that you could maybe make a case for is Blazing Sevens, but he's also on the same layoff as Forte. And by the way, Forte beat the shit out of him um, last time out, kind of like you said. And so it's like, it's he I, Forte needs to come back like 75%. And I think he wins still. Yeah, unless, you know, like I said, you got a horse that maybe like a Blazing Sevens that's moving forward really well. But, you know, we'll have to wait and see if that is actually the case or anything like that. Uh, yeah, General Jim probably going to scratch. That's not official yet, uh, but probably is. That was one I really thought might be able to beat him because he seemed like one that was starting to develop. You know, he ran extremely well last time out and he really should have, uh, like you said, it, it, I think you're right. And we talked about it, like you said. Should have been in the Holy Bull last time out. So with him out, it seems even more likely Forte's going to win this thing. A lot of people are going to be on number seven mage. They think that horse is lone speed. Big difference. Seven furlong maiden to a mile and 16th, uh, you know, Kentucky Derby prep race where you're facing Forte. That, that is, couldn't be any different, right? But he was decent in that race. I also think with General Jim scratching, and it seems like everybody and their brothers on mage, that horse might be like four to one. And that, I was going to say, know. like, I just think based off of what I've been seeing on, on Twitter and, and people have talked to, it's like, is mage going to be like the third choice of this race? And I just, he, he, that like, that was a nice effort, but I'm not sure he deserves to be third choice of a really good allowance race, let alone the fountain of youth. Like I just don't, 
see how that horse should be bet that hard. But he probably will, which makes him unplayable to me. He's going to go off lower than he did the day he broke his maiden. Yeah, that's nuts. And it's a lock that he's going to. He's probably going to go off half the price. He was 11-1 the day he won. And you're going to take him at four or five to one in the fountain of youth. I just, I can't get there. I can't, he might win. He's not for me. And if he does win, you pat him on the back and you say, great job, because that's really tough to do. If he wins, he's really good. I mean, and, and look, you, you look at a horse like Forte and I being that he was so good as a two-year-old has allowed Pletcher to be very, slow with getting him back and i think that's very you know like we talked about you know a lot of these horses that you know the extra nejos and like that it's like well they don't they're not even working you know like he's been working he's been trying to pick their spot and getting kind of get them ready and he's already got so many points it's really more about just how do we make sure we get him back in the same fashion he was i mean he's already got 40 points he really doesn't need – like, he technically probably could make the gate without getting any more points um, the rest of the year. But, <clears throat> obviously, you want to get added to that. And he's, you look at the horses he, he beat last year. He beat Cave Rock. He beat National Treasure. I don't know about you. Probably has a big shot. Uh, we'll talk about that race coming up. Uh, Loggins, a horse that we won't see, but obviously was very good. Red Route 1, we just talked about him. Um, and then the hopeful, but he beat Blazing 7 um seven so it's like all these good horses and he's just d- demolishing them as, as a two-year-old and so it's like how can what well, we know what we've <laughs> we, we know what we've seen this year like how, I, I just don't he just needs to come back and like basically basically it's like just stay on the horse and i just don't know that i don't know how he loses well I, yeah that's just it it's you know, if Rocket can won the Holy Bull in a very impressive time, or even if it was a little bit more visually impressive, then you've got kind of like a showdown, so to speak, right? But I think everybody, whether again, whether you're a, a visual handicapper or a numbers handicapper, or just you look at raw times, whatever it is, the Holy Bull was not an impressive race in any way, shape, or form. I remember we were on live and we were all like, he ran wide, so that was good, right? He's, he overcame a wide trip, but it wasn't much. <laughs> it wasn't that great of a race, and, no. and now you get the horse like Forte. He needs to win. I mean, we were talking at Oakland last week, and it's like, well, even if he runs a solid second, a couple people are saying, even if he runs a solid second, that'd be a good start. And Kelby and I both were like, no, like, he really – like, knowing the field, because the field had been drawn that day, it's like, he really needs to win unless he has a major excuse. Even if he runs a solid second, if there's no excuses, no, he's not, he's not back. He's not, he has not come back very strong. Is there any, uh, let's see. I'll say this. And I'm not, not, let me preface this by saying I'm not interested in the horse at all. But if I'm, if you're made me pick between two horses that ran, that are going to be that was definitely bet last time. And it's going to be bet this time. Mage and and Cycle Mischief was went off the favorite, of course. In that Holy Bull was just beyond awful. Um, I would play him versus Mage just versus what you I imagine the price is going to be. There's going to be a lot of people that remember that race and you know got got smoked uh, almost twelve links, got seventh in that race, just never ran. Like if he runs back to the race two back like that's the thing and and we know this about dale roman's horses right like 
That's why they're impossible to bet because they run huge one day and then the next time, like look, you look at it, he breaks his maiden by five, runs in the jockey club, finishes seventh, then goes and wins that allowance race, looks unbelievable, then gets smoked in the holy bull, never runs a step. And now it's like, so do I think he's going to win? No, but if there was a horse that if you made me pick between the mage and cycle mischief, I, I'm taking cycle mischief based off the value. And honestly, I think he could do anything. I'll take mage if you're going to make me pick between the two. <laughs> I, I mean, even value aside, I just don't. I just don't. I don't want to play that horse at four to one. Where, where Cycle Mischief is going to be like ten to one. I don't want to play Cycle Mischief at an eighty to one. <laughs> I'm not saying he's going to win. Let's just be, be clear. But uh, you, so the Holy Bull just completely. You just think he's trash. I thought he was trash going into that race, and he ran like trash. So why am I going to think he's not trash now just because he's a better price? You know, like <laughs> I, I will definitely concede that if you want to play cycle mischief this is the time or the next time when they try him because you are going to get the price that you deserve on him right like six to five was psychotic but if you're going to try to play him at 10 12 15 to one that's that is kind of the sweet spot where you want the romans and the mcpeaks of the world to be we've covered this a hundred times so sure he is the right price but i i don't i just don't see a world where he wins you know even that allowance race that was very good visually, it didn't come back all that fast. And I get that Litigate came back and won. Good for him. Like that race was horrific that yeah. <laughs> he won over at Tampa in the Sam F. Davis. So I don't want any part of him. He's not for me. But again, if you're picking him this time, I'm not going to try to sit here and talk you off of him because – it is at least going to get the price that she, that he needs to be in this race. Well, yeah, I think that's the point is like at the very least, he is at least playable at this point. Um, you know, he's in the yeah. realm of the Dell Romans category for me, where I would yeah. at least say if I'm playing something crazy or if I'm playing the horses underneath, like he's more playable than certainly like you said. I mean, I have him with you. I mean, I don't, I think both of us were like, well, I know I'm not playing cycle mischief in this race. Last time. I mean, because you're like, I just cannot even begin to fathom playing Del Romans at that price. And it was insanity that he was bet down um, that much. All right. So we, not much, like not much to really go into here. We both really like Forte very clearly, not, not rocket science there. Um, what, what does it take? Um, does it just take a win? Like to secure, I don't Do you have him ranked number one still? Have you been yeah. ranking him? Mm-hmm. So what does it take to just say, you know what? That's, until I see something, if anything, very, very special, he is my derby horse March 4th. You know what I mean? Like, is there any, like, do you just need to see him win and that's all it takes? I would think just to win. Yeah. Uh, the only caveat is the race we'll talk about next because the San Felipe might be sneaky. So that we could see something maybe that could jump up, but just first thought was just win this race and, and, you'll still be number one. Yeah. Basically we have these three preps all within an, an hour. Or so yep. I think it is, it's like the Gotham, I think kicks things off around four um, central. And then what time is this one? This one's at uh, yeah. four forty three, um, And then I believe the one, the uh, San Felipe is right before this maybe. So it, or maybe right after, but either way, it's like all of that hour. So we're going to learn about a lot about these horses and kind of our, our opinions um in that hour but yeah for this one not much uh you know 
not anything. We're not reinventing anything here. Number four, Forte. We think this horse is a lock to win the uh, Fountain of Youth. And they're off in the San Felipe. Santa Anita uh, for the San Felipe race six, grade two, 400 K for three-year-olds going mile 16th as well. And look at that, Alterman. We've got a, a large field of uh, 11 scratched down now to a field of 10. But, man, isn't that nice to see a full field at Santa Anita Park at a, in a big stakes race that means something? Oh, and by the way, no Bafferts in the race. We have a bunch of Yak teens, no Bafferts. So everyone is eligible for those 50, 20, 15, 10, 5 Kentucky Derby points. So, hey, like, let's like uh, this one to me is it's it's the same and different in the same time because it's got some I think it's got some I don't know if I want to say forte ish horses but horses that maybe could be um, but there's a bunch you know you've got national the, the odds just came out John set national treasures at three to one four to one on practical move uh, Hajazi is seven to two five to one on go rocket ride five to one on Skinner Fort Bragg um, is at eight to one. Uh, there's options across the board where like, take your pick. No, no doubt. I mean, this is a, this is a race that there's a lot of like sleepers or up and comers or horses that could jump up and run really, really well. It's just loaded with horses like that. And so listen, I'll, I'll be honest. A lot of times on this trail, when we've had fields loaded like this, hadn't been very good. <laughs> Those horses we thought might jump up, might make, take, take that step to maybe they could be, top four, top five, whatever type horses, they haven't really went out there and done it. But here's the flip side. We're due for a race where one of them does go out there and do it. So maybe it's going to happen right here. I'm overly excited for this one. I, 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 I just feel really good about it. That being said, I went number two national treasure on top because when you really sit down and look at it, yeah, he's been losing, but he's been losing the horses that come back and win or at least run really well. And he's been sitting pretty close at times uh, to the best ones, you know, in the in the Breeders' Cup Juvenile. He wasn't that far behind, you know, Forte and Cave Rock. So I think he's going to catch him in the right spot. Second time off the layoff, second time as a three-year-old, where a lot of these other ones are kind of running either in a stakes for the first time or running their first race of 2023. So Give me National Treasure. I think this is the spot. I'm not sure he's the best like horse in a month from now when you look at all these horses, but I think he's the best horse on Saturday. Well, he's a tricky one for me um, because in one regard, it's like, okay, you won his debut. He got beat by Cave Rock the next time out. He got beat by Forte and Cave Rock in the Breeders' Cup. And then last time he got beat by Reincarnate and Newgate. Newgate obviously came back to win. He's off the trail now. Reincarnate, we already talked about the Rebel. Grant... Didn't disappoint. I, I don't know how the word is. He just, he wasn't terrible. The point is, National Treasure has faced, I mean, Ajazi, by the way, he beat uh, three back. Okay. Yeah. Um, he, he's faced them all. I mean, he's been, as far as like these, these horses out there, I mean, and especially if even, you know, Cave Rock and Forte in the Breeders' Cup. So there, he has that going for him. That last race, I know and I'm, I'm trying to give him a break, but that last race, I thought, like, he just, he looked really, I thought, really flat down the street. Like, he just didn't do anything. I mean, when he, mm -hmm. he had no excuses in that race. He was a heavy favorite that day and didn't fire. He should improve. I, I give you that. But I think taking him at a low price here, of course, he won't be 
uh, as low as he was in, in the sham. I just wonder. I, I and also the race should set up nice for him. Don't you agree? It should. It absolutely should. I mean, this is another race, and I think a theme uh, uh, of the next two races we're going to talk about for sure. A lot of pace. There's a lot of horses that want the lead, especially the Gotham. That's nuts. But uh, as far as this one, a lot of horses like to do their best running on or near the lead. That's going to set up for the ones that can maybe not our dead last, like Red Route 1, but that are sitting two, three, four off of it, get that first run. Um, yeah, it's going to set up pretty well. But there are a couple of flyers in here, aren't there? There are a couple where it's like, uh-oh, these might be good horses. All right, Gabe. Yeah, thank you for setting yep. that one up for me. Well, what a setup, Gabe. Thank Get you. Get up for me because I was ready to roll. I was, yeah. I'm ready to talk about this horse. My boy, number eight, Go Rocket Ride. I agree. Um, there's a lot of compelling things with him. And the one that kind of put me over the edge is Pratt staying put here. And uh, and I get like, you know, right now here is, is, is one thing. But you go look at Gulfstream Park, um, that whole card. You know, Halterman, he's got a bunch of turf horses that he's got. He's named a ride at Gulfstream on the undercard. Big turf mm-hmm. races for Chad Brown um, that he's opting to stay home, stay here and ride, you know. And you know that he would get all those mounts if he, if he chose to go there. You know, he, he could have rode all those horses, um, but he's staying put. I thought it was it's, it's a big-time sign, especially, you know, with Mandela. It's not like he's, like, riding for Mandela all the time. You know, it's not like his – it's not Brad – or it's not uh, – Chad Brown. So that was interesting to me. Um, and really the ultimate thing, I just thought that last race was so damn impressive that I just can't get past him. And I get the pace thing is concerned, but I think Halterman that he's just, I think he's a lot faster than everyone else in the race. And that to me, the question isn't, will the pace uh, put him, you know, will, will it hurt him? Will it ruin his chances? It's does he want to, can he go this long? Can he go from a main special eight? To, to the San Felipe stretching out and, and roll like he did last time out. That's the bigger question. And I think that's a clear question. But is he talented enough to win? Is he faster than everybody else? I think unequivocally, yes, he is. Yeah, I, I agree. He's going to get the lead. And I, I wish, and I know that you don't usually debut horses going a route, so I understand why they debuted him going six furlongs, but I wish we would have seen him run two turns. Because I kind of told you, he might be Forbidden Kingdom, where he's just really freaking fast, but he's going to fade if you go longer with him. Or he might be like, a, you know, I'm talking about Mandela horses here, like a beholder where she was just really fast and she kept on going. If he can hold his speed, they're not going to catch him. But I am just curious to see first time routing, moving up in class, facing a lot more pace pressure this time around, stretching out in distance. Well, I said first time routing. I'm just worried it might fall apart for him late, but I don't have any doubt you're going to be excited if you bet this horse on the backstretch. I just have a vision of him smooth as silk in front in the lead. Can he hold it? That's going to be the big question. And listen, I said it with Mage, and I think Go Rocket rides better than Mage, but it's the same situation. You're coming out of a one-turn maiden, and now you're trying to win a major Kentucky Derby prep stretching out. You better be really good if you're going to do it. And we're going to find out if he's really good. Well, and the thing is, too, for me, is like, yeah, well, I mean, there's a lot to find out here with the horse. No no doubt about it. But, like, he, so the horse didn't, you know, you're like, well, he wasn't even like six to one that day. 
Well, the reason why he was six to one is because the horse that he smoked, the Bob Baffert horse, was hammered. This horse was sub even money, was supposed to be the typical de- debut Baffert horse, supposed to go to the lead, never look back. Problem was, he couldn't get to the lead because this horse was. And then we saw the horse, uh, what is it, Sonoran? Sonoran was the horse, mm-hmm. came back and just annihilated the field going six and a half furlongs, went a little yep. bit longer, but going six, just annihilated the field. Like to me, that was a huge sign how good this, like, because that eight was supposed to, or, you know, that day, or the Sonoran, uh, the Sonoran was supposed to win that day without question. Like, no, and this horse never, you don't see that very often. A horse outkick, be faster than a, ba- a Bob Baffert debuter um, out of San Diego. That doesn't happen very often. And so, and I also think that, I don't know, like, you don't often see Mandela have a horse like this and kind of be this aggressive, have Pratt aboard. Like, there's a lot of things here that maybe just thinks this horse is different. I think the I, I think the Pratt thing is 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 huge, and I think the Mandela aggression is obviously pretty big too. And uh, you know, Omaha Beach is another one that kind of, yeah. you know he could be an Omaha Beach type. Uh, you know, that horse was able to to go from a maiden and come out here and win, or go out to Arkansas, I should say, and win. So um, it's I, to me, it's just a lot to ask. It's a really tough ask, but. If he's good enough and he's going to have to be really good, he can beat this group. And he definitely is the one like that I think could be that, that horse, like where we say, damn, that was very, very, very good. Where he like another up and counter like Skinner. I don't think he's going to run off the, off the screen. And it's like, wow, we're going to be talking about Skinner, but go rocket ride does have that flash that you need. I think the horse just to his inside is going to be a big problem though. Yeah. yeah. I think that jazzy, looks like he kind of woke up and it's like, are they going to go bang heads out there? Cause I think a Jazzy's the only one that can really run with him early. I agree. And that like, I see Dennis, I disagree. Like I, I don't think the nine has any shot of pushing him, but I think the seven does. Um, I think if the nine gets the lead, they're going to have to freaking quarter horse him out of the gate. Yeah. Like just ride the shit out of them. Yeah. I mean, even whenever he was getting the lead, like he was still, he's running like 23, 47, 22 and 46. Go Rock and Ride in 22 and 44. Hijazi last time out, 21 and 44. Like, they're going to have to motor the nine if they think that. And I mean, that takes the horse out of the race completely at that point. Um, you know, Hijazi is an interesting one because it's like, gosh, he's ran huge. He ran real. I thought he, and he looked really good. He's ran two. He's running a, ran a 100 buyer and he's ran a 99 buyer in his career. And like, that's pretty impressive for a, a horse that's kind of debuting on, a, on his, his three-year-old uh first you know stakes race as a three-year-old like that's pretty impressive but he's just been maybe unfortunate the horses he's been beat by like cave rock national treasure um you know speedboat beach that day was just mm-hmm. another level uh of course that was a sprint at del mar um harder you know maybe hajazi needs the stretch out even though the american pharaoh didn't go as planned it's a huge price horse you got to think this horse is going to get every opportunity. I just don't know. I mean, I just, he's a question mark for me because I think he could exit this race and we're sitting there thinking, you know, Arabian night for it's the Jazzy. That's the horse. Or you might be saying like, okay, he ran like a weird second or third again. I I don't know how good he is. I agree. I agree. And, And that's just the, the weird thing about him. Uh, 
honestly, he, him and him waking up like that, it, it, it makes it dangerous because they've had a ton of ton of hype on this horse for a long, long time. So we'll see. I mean, I'm on the fence. He definitely looked like a different horse last time out. But was it just, hey, that competition wasn't great, and, and now we're stretching out, and who knows? I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what to do with him. But uh, it, this is a really intriguing race because of these two these two horses specifically, in my opinion. These two are really, really, really interesting. And listen, the Skinner, number 10, Skinner, terrible name, but <laughs> this horse has a lot of hype from guys like Brad Free, who, who like, he loves this horse, you know, so maybe he's the one, but... I think things are going to have to fall apart for Skinner to really make a huge impact. Yeah, Skinner, man, is like getting a lot of hype, I feel like. And, yeah. uh, you know, another horse that's similar to like a, where when you have like a, you know, a Mandela or in this case, a John Sheriffs, where it's like, you know, they don't often have like these really good three year olds like at this, at this time of the year. Um, and for the, to get that kind of hype is exciting. But gosh, you know, I'm just like, I don't know, man. Like I, 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 I agree that if this thing is a full and utter meltdown, he should benefit a lot, maybe the most out of anybody in the race. But you look at the level of the horses. He, you know, they obviously thought he was very good or last year because he, he ran him straight from main special weight where he got fifth right to back to back grade ones. You could argue that that was just way too much for him. Now he kind of, they kind of reset, came back and looked good. And maybe they, he is now what they thought he was then. Or you could say he clearly was just they he wasn't good enough to face those kind of horses. And and that's the concern. Like he's not fast enough early and he's not fast enough late to catch, you know, the K Rocks and the having the meltdown and you know, all these horses, Hajazi, national treasure, the horses he's been beat by. That's my concern. Yep. No, I totally agree. I totally agree with that. And it's it's definitely a toss-up on him. I, I don't love him. Uh I've I've been pretty clear on that, but he is getting a lot of hype from, from guys that are, you know, pretty darn good. So we'll see what happens. We haven't even talked about practical move. I feel like a horse that last time out impressively won at Los Alamitos. I mean, is it just a Los Alamitos special or is practical move that kind of horse? I kind of got even like that fourth spot, but he wouldn't shock me here. He's always shown talent. It would be kind of funny to have, you know, you have like the, the formerly trained Bafferts now with the act team. And then of course you have the new shooters like Skinner and, and uh, go rock a ride, all this hype, and then the original Yak team, you know, comes in and just beats them all once again. It's like, hey, you keep forgetting about me. Like, no one talks about practical move. Um, and, and to to the point of that, it's like if he were to win, then you have to take him seriously now because that's two races in a row that he basically got disrespected um, and and won. Yep. Um, yep. <laughs> when I can't I learned- add more. When I look at this race, there is legit like National Treasure, Practical Move, uh, Hajazi, Go Rocket Ride, Skin. I'll, I'll put, I don't know if I want to put Skinner in there. Four, I'll say four securely, maybe five horses that could win and lead the race. And you could be like saying, wow, that's, that might be the horse. Yep. Like, maybe, maybe that's the horse. And again, we, we, we won't we won't we'll know a couple minutes later if Forte what he is, right? Maybe 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 shut that down. But for a second, we might say, wow, that's the horse. I think so. I th- I think it's cool that Forte's the last race of the bunch here because you know you get the kind of the primer of the Gotham, and it is probably what it is. It's gonna be a great race, but maybe not a derby prep, you know, to the fullest, let's say. 
Then here it's like, okay, what do we see here? And then now you know, these these sources are the leader in the clubhouse, so to speak. Now, where's Forte going to be? You know, yeah. so because he's still out on the course, uh, and, and we'll see what he does. So I, I here's what I think, I, and I'll I'll go a step further past those four or five. I think if either the seven or eight, Hajazi or Go Rocker Ride win and do so like very impressively, where it's just like put on a show kind of thing, it's gonna take even more from Forte for you to be like to still feel secure about Forte. It does kind of feel like if the seven or eight win, they're going to be like automatic top five type horses, no matter what happens almost. Uh, probably even the two, National Treasure. You know, he he's still looming up there top 10. If he can win, it's going to knock him into the top five. So as far as like hype on the Derby Trail, those would be the three that you would really get excited about. You're right. And it does have that potential to somebody might run away with it. And it really kind of hypes up that horse. All right. Well, we'll see. Halterman uh, is on the two national treasure. I've got the eight go rocket ride. You got to think when they turn for home, assuming everything goes right, my horse is in front and Halterman's horse is trying to get to him. Should be a heck of a finish um, in the San Felipe. Make sure you tune in for that. Uh, eight go, go rocket ride two national treasure, man, that race, you know, I, I thought I was more excited about the fountain of youth just because of Forte, but I think I might be more excited for that one just because the the options the possibilities are, are are almost endless it feels like it it definitely feels like that one again it feels like a better version of what we've had like you're excited for the rebel and you're excited for the risen star for that same reason of like hey we could see some there's a bunch of different horses and some of them could be really good this seems like a better version of those but again those have really disappointed now let's see this one. One yeah. of these are going to produce something, and it could definitely be this one. And they're off in the Gotham. All right, let's go to Aqueduct now to cap things off with the race nine, the Gotham Stakes grade three, 300K for three-year-olds going one mile this time. And again, another 50, 20, 15, 10, five for your top five finishers. And, you know, nothing nothing too hard here. Uh, only field of 14. Yeah. With all with with also another also eligible 15. So well, 14 horses going a mile at Aqueduct. And then, by the way, there are no clear standouts in the race. And oh, by the way, there's about 10 horses that want to go to the lead. So good luck. <laughs> uh, the, the problem is you said 10, and that's not enough. There, there's 12 of the 14 runners that are going to enter this race want the lead or want within a length of the lead or at least, you know, within some kind of range. So it has Meltdown written all over it. If there was a race where Red Route 1 should be in, it's right here, because he would definitely win in this one. There, But if there's 12 of the 14 horses want the lead, who's closing? There's only a couple of horses that are closing. <laughs> one of them's 30 to 1, and it's Ray's Kane, and I put Ray's Kane in second just because of the pace situation. You know, he's not going to be on the lead. He'll mow him down late. So I like Ray's Kane in second. I did put Slip Mahoney, the 11 horse, in first. Here's why. I think he can sit off this lead. I think he is the one out of the horses that are, that like to be towards the front. He's drawn outside a lot of the other speed. I think he'll sit off of it if they ask him to. He's not real keen on getting there and getting the, his spot early. So I think he takes back just a little bit, gets first run on him, and is able to, to kind of hold off some of the horses coming from behind him. 
Slip Mahoney ran an extremely good race last time out. I don't really care that Krupe did not run very well in his next start. The conditions were completely different. But this race that Slip Mahoney ran last time out, if he can repeat it, he's better than these horses, in my opinion. And oh, by the way, two races back, he lost by a, a head to Tapatrice, who's a horse we both really like. So yeah, Slip Mahoney for me. Yeah, when I, once I saw that next race um, from him, from Slip Mahoney, and I was like, okay, that horse might be pretty good. And, uh, you know, so I, it definitely bodes well. So a win by him would definitely only further the the hope we have for Tapatrice next week. Um, I really like Slip Mahoney. You know that. I've been talking about this horse to you for, I think, for like weeks. You know, I'm like, hey, I, I really like this horse. Um, you would, I think him drawing outside and all the speed, I do think he's going to be able to, he might be able to sit a little bit of a nice trip, you know, it may not be necessarily on the lead, but he might be real, real close. Um, it's a shame we don't have Arctic arrogance in here as well. And they may have more speed in the race. Um, I don't dude. It's just general banker was a horse that I, I'm not picking by the way, but a horse that I thought maybe that horse can help or can benefit from the, the pace, a pace meltdown. But it's like, do I really like that horse? Not really. Um, I, I'm 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 going with my boy five Carmel Road. I I, just, I know that the pace setup it doesn't. What's up? Okay, just a second. I know that the pace setup is not ideal. Um, you know when you look at the kind of how he won going a mile three back, it was on the lead one by eight and it's made special weight. Of course, there's a disaster at Keeneland. Came back ran second to practical move in the low south for charity. That was mile sixteenth. Um, the way this horse has been working, these horses had rattled off two straight bullets, uh, three, three of the last four bullets, almost the other one was almost a bullet. I mean, really working well. It looks like to me and kind of about everything I've read and look at the workouts, like they've, they've definitely, that horse last ran December, they've been working this horse out a ton. And this feels like the light bulb has come on a little bit with this horse, the way he's working anyways, obviously we'll find out in the race. Um, you know, the pace situation could be what it is and, and it could end up, you know, hurting the horse. But from everything I've read, everything I've seen, I feel like the connections are bringing this horse in, expecting a big performance by him. Uh, six to one on the morning line. I think he's, I think he's dangerous, man. I know that I realize there's a, there's a bias there. So you're probably not going to take me too serious. Um, but I've been watching this horse obviously all year. And I just, I feel like this is the right spot for him. His debut race, he sat, or I don't think he really sat, but he was off slow and he got behind and he made up ground. And so that's, I think, very important because he's not going to take this field gate to wire. Uh, he's going to need to come from out of it. So he did show he could do that. So that's good. That's a good quality to have. His best race was at a mile. It was at a two-turn mile at Del Mar, but still, uh, that was definitely his best race. Um, yeah. I, I wish the pace circumstances were a little different. He's drawn inside a lot of that speed. It makes me think he is going to get shuffled back quite a bit. Um, but I'm kind of with you. Like some of these horses are not great that are here. I, I definitely think Carmel road shows up with a chance. He ran pretty good at Los Al. He's got a little tired late. Maybe he's the one to kind of mow him down. Uh, a little bit in the stretch. I do think he's another one that will sit off of it. I, I just worry what kind of trip that's going to get, how far he's going to get pushed back, because there's going to be a lot of horses that want that lead. Unless they just choose to go with it, it's going to be interesting to see. 
Yeah, and you know, he ran really fast at Del Mar when he when he broke that made twenty one and forty five. I I don't. It's almost one of those things. Do you you know they did pick up Cancel, um, a, a local rider. Obviously, it's very good at Aqueduct. So that's nice, like kind of benefit uh, to have that local rider that knows the track. But it kind of makes you wonder. Are and then if you can make this same statement for a bunch in the race. Is it going to be one of those things that like, do we just go and just you for you don't have traffic if you just go right or you risk getting shuffled like you, you're saying and you hold off because the problem is if you if you and four other people say let's just go <laughs> well then now you have an epic pace meltdown so um the the race tactics of this race and, and it's not like the most exciting race from the prospects but the race tactics of this race will be very interesting to watch yeah no that that's just it i mean the thing about it is the jockeys, the trainers, they're reading these past performances just like we are. And do some of them make that decision? Let's sit off. And then all of a sudden, maybe it doesn't go as fast as you think. But, you know, the races are not run on paper. And that's the one thing you just can't really predict is trainer intent, jockey intent. What are the decisions going to be made out there on the mm-hmm. track? There's enough horses entered that you just got to think, even if a couple play conservative, still there will be some that want to go out for that lead. And like I said, Carmel Rota showed – he didn't really want to do it, but the circumstances made it to where he had to kind of come from behind and he did it. He didn't win, but he did pass four or five horses. Maybe that's what they decide since he's shown that. I, I don't know. It's going to be really tough to kind of judge what's going to happen here and what horse is going to end up doing what. That's why it's, I just, I worry about Carmel road drawn inside that, you know, and I'm not really a big draw guy, but also I don't handicap a lot of races where 12 of the 14 horses want the lead either. Right. So if he's yeah. drawn inside and there's like two or three speed horses, he's in a good spot, but here it may, it's going to be weird. I guess uh, is the best way to say it. And, and you look at, you know, as you know, recent as last week when you say, well, you know, reincarnate just goes to the lead and then two minutes, out, two seconds out of the gate, he's, shuffled back and you're all crap so um you you we know the i know it's yak team now but this horse is that's the way i'm looking at this any of these horses like reincarnate or Carmel road or whoever like they're still trained by bob baffert until now right until after the race then because technically the training really comes back into you know baffert's gotten the horse to this point um and so you got to think he's going to be fast right that's the way baffert trains and, and going the mile um all right, so a couple other horses that I've been seeing pop up, and obviously one that uh, should be bet fairly hard, four to one on the morning line, all the way to the out, well, almost all the way to the outside. Number thirteen, Ian Clover, horse trained by Brad Cox. Drew gets them out undefeated, one on debut, one on a big allowance by nine and three quarters at Fairgrounds. Again, going six furlongs, uh, stretched out just a little bit here, but dude, I you know I'm a big like I would say it's not like an end all be all for me, but like I like seeing like when they beat comeback winners sure. and Ian Clover has done a lot of that, you know, beat couple in the, his debut race, beat one, um, the, the, the horse at Frogtown he beat um, last time out, came back to win. I think this horse is pretty good. I just, this just seems like kind of heading, you know, drawing all the way outside, getting the obviously much deeper waters now, but it's still, it's not the toughest prep race. The only problem I have with him is he's he's always been on the lead. And well, I say always, he's only ran twice, but he's never not been on the lead. And 
honestly, you look at this and I kind of look at his numbers and look at kind of what he's done time-wise and stuff like that. He might be the fastest one. He might actually make the front, but what does that mean? And how hard was it for him to get it? That's the problem. And how, how much is he going to be pressured? I don't really care about the post. It's a one turn race. And with his speed, he probably is not going to be like six wide on that last turn or anything like that. It's just the pace situation is really scary to me. I've got him in second because I think he's got a lot of talent. His last race was very nice, um, but I just, I couldn't quite put him on top. I, I just don't know what the trip is going to be for him. He's another one that maybe he can sit off, but we just haven't seen that from him. So where does he fall once they once they get get out of the gate? To me, you're drawn all the way here towards that outside. You're gonna have to send a bit. And then what's that gonna mean for him? I, I I'm worried about his trip, but he does have talent. I can see, you know, like uh, you know, the three and the five kind of getting out of the gate, going out of there, obviously being that one turn mile does make it interesting. And then you have all these horses to the outside, it's like Slip Mahoney. Uh, even Lugan Knight, maybe, um, but certainly Iron Clover and Recruiter on the outside that are all the way outside that are just going to have to make a sustained run until they can get closer to the front. They're either going to be a mile wide or they're going to have to get and get out and get out in front so they can kind of get position. It makes their job a lot tougher. You do have that long stretch to, to you know, to, to kind of get in position, but all the way on the outside, you're going to have to ask the horse somewhat to get that position that you want to be in when you hit that turn. No, you're absolutely right. And, and that's, that's what makes it weird. It's, it's a really a jockey's race, isn't it? Uh, it in really a lot is. of ways. And it definitely feels like the, even though like, like, again, like maybe the best, like we don't, these aren't the best of horses. It definitely feels like the best of these horses very easily could not win the race. Exactly. Yeah. And sometimes yeah. you know, you say it's a jockey's race and they got to make a split decision and, may not be the right one, but it's not really being critical of him. It, it, sometimes it's like, God, I felt like we needed to get to the front and then he, he broke so sharp or all this and that. And then we just blazed, you know, yeah. <laughs> there's horses everywhere around us. So it, it's a jockey's race. It, and you look at the, you like, look at the time form numbers that I look at. And again, numbers are what they are. I don't, I don't, they're not the end all be all, but boy, do a lot of these look a lot alike. I mean, a lot alike. Uh, so it's definitely going to be really interesting to see how this shakes up. And one of the more fascinating pace situations that I've seen while handicapping in the last 10 years, I, I just don't, don't see a race like this very often where literally everybody wants to lead. In a, in a, in a race like this, are you to kind of Nick's point, he made a joke, like, you know, if it's a jockey's race, he's screwed because he's got Talamo. Um, but it was on the seven uh, transit, but like in these kind of races that do you want, the local, like, I get we don't have an IRAD, we don't have a Pratt, we don't have, you know, whoever, like, but, like, do you, would you rather prefer a horse being a local jockey that maybe isn't overly, like, you know, not like a world beater type, but he knows the track on one of these horses, or would you rather have, like, you know, like your B-level coming in, the Talamos, or some of these horses, Lascano, not Lascano, but Drew coming in, would you rather have that? Uh... Hmm. I'm trying to answer this without being um, rude. Uh, <laughs> That's why I asked you. I want you to out of the. I'll take the local aqueduct riders in in this specific situation. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I think in this kind of race, 
that's why this race is so tough is, is it's like it's a lot like a allowance or even a, a main special weight or something where it's like all these horses are claiming even where in, like they're all very similar it seems like and they have a lot of similar speed and pace uh, scenarios where you're it's not necessarily the best horse that you can depend on it's who's who's going to get the best trip yep no absolutely and i think in a race like this experience will matter a bit as well i mean i i, I those horses just have one and two starts that's a little dicey for me as well it's a whole new new ball game you're in a whole different world when they break and there's that many and everybody's flying and you're at a new track some of them are at a new track it's it's gonna be different how, how deep are you going in this race that's a decision for tomorrow morning. I haven't narrowed it down yet or tonight at some point. Uh, it depends on how, how, what you do. And I guess in the, in the Tom fool before this. So. Yeah. I, I, you're going to have to go pretty deep, but you're probably, I mean, the Tom fool is, is really kind of a tough one too. I, I'm having a hard time finding the race to go short in, in this uh, late one. So. It's a tough it, sequence. It, it seems like one of the tougher sequences I handicapped out of the big tracks this weekend. This so I feel like with, if they would have put the the busher, you could have made it maybe made a little more confident on on maybe a single there. And they, you know, they did that for the for the reason of hey, we don't want you to have it. Yeah. So, you know, uh, yeah. yeah. The early the early one, it feels like you can go pretty short in, but uh, yeah, this late one, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. Uh, Gonna have to just make some hard decisions and hope your handicapping is really, really sharp. I talk about that a lot on the Rocket Show. Sometimes you handicap it great and your structure decisions are bad, and sometimes and you and you miss it. And sometimes your handicapping isn't really great, but your structuring was perfect and you'll hit it. So that's kind of the thing. Sometimes my best handicap sequences I miss because I didn't make the right decisions with the structures. So. That's definitely going to be this. Hopefully, the structure is really, really good in this spot. Hey, just, just don't leave Carmel Road off, okay? That's all I'm going to tell you. I know, I'm not going to leave Carmel Road off. No warning. Um, we'll on the Rockets. We I guarantee you, we will be using Carmel Road. Well, we have to. He's your top pick, so Carmel Road will be on the Rockets. Yeah. yeah. All right. I got number five, Carmel Road. Altman. It's going towards the outside. Number eleven, Slip Mahoney. If you're playing our free win picks at. Even if you didn't buy anything today, you come to the site and you're playing the free win picks at Gulfstream. We're having a very good day. Best bet one, the best value one. It's a very good day at Gulfstream. Today? Yeah, we've hit three, five out of seven. Not bad. Not bad. Yeah, not bad. Not over here. $20 winner in the sixth. Uh, it's been good. Cooper asked me earlier if uh, if if you were my best friend. I said he's not my best friend, but I'm his best friend. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it is with a lot of people, I think. <laughs> he th so he thinks he we are, but right. <laughs> Why do you have underwear out? Oh, that's weird. Okay. Anyways. <laughs> All right, that's all the time we have. Check us out at racingnews.com for our free picks and, of course, our premium selections on our products page. Click the Get Racing News Premium button at the menu at racingnews.com to learn more. Uh, remember to go get that inside track to the 2023 Fountain of Youth Wager Guide, now available. 20 pages covers everything we just talked about, uh, all, the, all the derby preps, uh, but as well as the whole card at Gulfstream Park. 11 stakes races in total. You get consistent picks 
um, for myself, Halterman, Magic, Samich, Papa Do, Dr. Miranda, um, Vinny. Who am I leave off anybody? Um, I don't think so. And obviously, we do a consensus as well um, to kind of give you an idea. If you're having trouble, there's two horses. Won't tell you who. Two horses um, in in the, out of all out of eleven stakes that we had a clear consensus. Are these yours? Did you leave these over at my house? Oh yes, those are. Will you please send those back to me? <laughs> I'll mail them to you. Thank uh, you. Oh, they're Cohen. Sorry. Oh. Um, but yeah, two ra- two two races only out of the eleven that we we all agreed on the same horse. So it's that kind of day. Um, challenging as heck, but man, you know you're gonna you're gonna get rewarded if you're right. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a great day of racing, and this is the first card on, of the year where there's some big time horses <laughs> running in the, in the in, on the stakes undercards as well. So. We got we got a loaded loaded group. It's time for us to go. <laughs> hey, stop! stop. Yeah, he's, he's uh, well, I'm, he did good for the for the most part, but uh, yeah. we lost control. Um, remember, we're hey, we're on Twitter at racing underscore dudes, Instagram, Facebook. You can find all episodes of Blinkers off by visiting our podcast page, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, all the places you listen to, as well as our YouTube page. Uh, just go to YouTube, search racing dudes, or youtube.com slash racing dudes. And find more videos. Are we doing? We're doing a live show, but what time is live? Live show. I know. I know the live show will be around the three Kentucky Derby preps. I would say we'll come on a little bit before that, though. A time has not been uh, not been you know locked down, but certainly probably three thirty to five central. If I had a guess, it would be three thirty to five. I would say. Well, I mean, like I said, all those are going to fall in like an hour or an hour. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to be all over the. Oh, by the way, Trish wants to know. Hey. Boxer boys. <laughs> Look. Hey. <laughs> hey, they want to know who your Kentucky Derby horse is so far. Who do you like? <laughs> Justify. Justify. Yeah. Good yeah. guess. So just if he basically any baby that or you know any babies of Justify, he's he's about. So, I don't know. How about Forte? Do you like Forte? With that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes, no. Uh, make sure you guys uh, stay here here in the next uh, couple hours for the Magic Mike Show. They're doing the Gulfstream Park Saturday late pick five. So, of course, more analysis of that pick five sequence. Just stay tuned. Um, yeah, justify. Gosh, don't you wish we? And, you know, and not to get into it. Yeah, um, you know, as we're ending here, but like. Extra Nejo for sure. Loggins, you could even make a case for Cave Rock. Mate. Like, you know, these horses, man, if Extra Nejo, like, this might be the, you know, we all thought, oh, John was nuts for predicting the Triple Crown. It's, it's insanity. I'm not saying he would have won the Triple Crown, but we're still looking for that horse, right? And, and, you know, it seems like the kind of year where an Extra Nejo, if he was as good as he looked on debut, if Loggins was as good, it would be just right for them to take. Yeah, um, some of them, you know, are out there that are going to be like, wow, this summer's going to be better than the Triple Crown. In, in some ways, it does kind of look like that, you know, uh, unfortunately. Now, listen, we got two weeks, two weeks to turn it all around, Jared, so we'll see. But, yeah, it, it, some of our better ones are not running. Let's put it that way. I'll, I'll be – I'll stop being negative, Nelly, and I'll say – I'll say this: We could in in two weeks' time, well, two and a half weeks after next weekend, 
I mean, there's a very real scenario where Forte is a beast. Uh, you know, Hijazi's the the real deal, or one of those horses in national, whoever it is, someone out of that race. Um, Tapatrice looked amazing. Pletcher's got the two biggest threats of the dirt. I mean, we could in in, in ten days' time we could be singing a little bit different tune. Yeah, I I don't think you're wrong on that one at all. Or not at all. Or we could be trying to prop up extra Neho and get him to the track. So one of the two. See, and these are other ones like Bishop's Bay is a horse. I've heard through the grapevine. That's the horse that Cox likes the best of his three-year-olds is Bishop's Bay. He has one star, you know, Faustin. I don't know what the hell, what's going on with him, but. I know, I, 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 I'm sure you've heard all about this. We know the same people, but. Bishop, they like Bishop's Bay a lot. That's what I just said. That they Cox thinks he's his best horse. We've talked about thirty million Cox horses, and he says Bishop's Bay is his best horse. So yeah, it's it's nuts on how much I I keep hearing about. I'll I'll yeah. be like, who do you like? You know, and I'll be, they'll be like Bishop's Bay. I'm like, no, not him, because I know that he's not running these races. But right. Like, um. But yeah, yeah. That, that that's an interesting one for sure. Uh. Yeah. Who would you pick? Who's the three year old? No idea. I would. I would just because it's an easy answer, it'd be extra Neho. Um, but that's a dicey comment. I think his talent level we saw that day was elite, but we just don't know what he's going to do. We know that life is good, came back fine from that injury. So I would assume that he's going to have a big year after he comes back, but who knows mm-hmm. if he's coming back. Yeah. He's not work Until we see a work, it's hard for me to get excited. You know, that's a thing. Um, no idea. I think if so many works in the next couple of days, next week, I'd say, yeah, you got to think maybe Keeneland in a prep, not a prep. I mean, like a allowance. Yeah. And then you think maybe he goes straight to the Preakness from there, or maybe there's a race between, but um, they're certainly not rushing for the Derby. I know that much. So why would you? I- I don't think you're seeing him in a stakes unless it's a small one until the summer, honestly. Um, I just, there's no reason to rush if you think he's really good. That's the thing. I guess it, yeah, I guess it really just depends on what they know. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like we don't know. We're assuming it, but like if, if they think he's, if he's fine, it's like, yeah, he could win then they're probably going to run him. But um, yeah, I don't know. Like I'm with you. You don't need to rush him at this point. Why would you? And the other the other thing is to that question, it might be a very simple answer. Forte. Yeah. So yeah. if we think all the horses aren't great and Forte comes back and he's solid, he's gonna win two of the three triple crown races, probably. Well, that probably is gonna be enough to win three year old of the year, right? So it could just be he's the simple answer. And so we'll take that step first step because here's the deal. He wasn't supposed to beat Cave Rock and he beat him and he, it wasn't even close. He beat him easy. Yeah. So he might just be better. Forget about extra Neho and Loggins. He's already beaten Loggins, right? He beat him easily. Forget about all these other horses. Might, might, might. He just wins and see, he returns and he looks like he looked last year. They're, I'll take him. Did. Did Nyquist win three-year-old of the year that year? Um, I, 
I'm just looking at pulling his sheet. You know, he fell fell off hard after the Preakness. Went, you know, went ran the uh, Haskell, finished fourth. Ran the Pennsylvania Derby, finished sixth, and then he was done. So I don't know. I don't. Um, I can't remember who won it that year. Hold no, on. he didn't. Who won it? Uh, well, I don't know. I just I'm just looking at his honors, and he got a two. Gotcha. Um, let's see. What year would that be? 2016. Oh, 2016. I'm googling it right now. Would it been? Okay. Who won the Haskell? Is that the uh, extravagator or whatever? What's that? Was it Exaggerator? Exaggerator. That's what his name was. Uh, no. He won Air the Haskell, Gate. but he didn't win. Airgate. Oh, was that Airgate's year? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That was, was the year he, he, yeah. Because it's the year after Pharaoh, right? Yep. I forgot. He was 2016. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, Nick. Yeah. We're, we're, <laughs> Like, oh, yeah, that horse. Yeah, he wouldn't have won. Any. But my point of Nyquist was Nyquist just kind of was like seemingly he fell off, though. He tilled off. Um, yeah. But he also ran, you know, the San Vicente, the Florida Derby prior to. Do you think, are they going to run Forte again before the Derby? Oh, if they don't, then I'm going to jump off a cliff. They have to <laughs> run again. Yes. Yes. Right, I'd say it. Bluegrass, honestly, or Florida Derby. Uh, yeah. He likes to bring those horses to Keeneland, so I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I guess it just depends. I mean, but it's also like if it's if he romps in the fountain use and it ain't broke, you know? Yeah. It's true as well. Do it again. All right, guys. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Make sure you stay again for Magic Mike Show later today, covering that late pick five. And we will be live on Saturday, so make sure you look for that alert as well. Just another reason to subscribe to Racing Dudes YouTube channel so you get alerted when we go live for anything. And yeah, when is Dudes Bet Sport? In two minutes, 2.30. Wow, you get a lot of halts from in here, guys. Yep. Just stay tuned, Dennis. Go take a pee break. Real two quick. minutes away. Yep. You can pee in two minutes and then come back and Halterman and his dad will be here. Yep. So, perfect. Forte likes Keeneland. He does like Keeneland. <laughs> yep. Um, okay, yeah. Questions there for college. There you go. They'll talk all about it. All right, guys. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. I'm Jared Welch. He's Aaron Halterman. He is Cooper Welch. And this flickers off. Good luck this weekend. <laughs> okay. 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 for all of your needs. RacingDudes.com for all of your leads. RacingDudes.com for all of your bets. RacingDudes.com as good as it gets. RacingDudes.com for all of your needs. RacingDudes.com for all of your leads. RacingDudes.com for all of your bets. RacingDudes.com as good as it gets. <laughs> RacingDudes.com is your home for the best free picks for every race, every track across the country. We're ramping up for the 2023 Kentucky Derby, and we want you to join us in the fun. Subscribe to Racing Dudes' YouTube channel, like click the notification bell so you never miss a single video. Want to make money betting horses? Bet with the Racing Dudes.